Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Kylie Urban, your co-host for today's episode. This week, we're going to turn the spotlight on music therapy at Michigan Medicine and celebrate the opening of our brand new music therapy and recording studio in C.S. Mott Children's Hospital called Sophie's Place. Now, before we get into that conversation, be sure you go back and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes debut weekly and can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. On that note, let's talk music therapy. Today we're joined by my colleague and friend, Meredith Irvine, who is the studio manager for Sophie's Place, um, a member of our child and family life team at Mott. And we're so excited that she's joining us today to talk about music therapy. So welcome, Meredith. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Kylie. I have so appreciated collaborating with you on so many things. And Daniel, um, lovely to meet you. Actually, Daniel, fun fact, I think I've actually been on this podcast before. Wow, see? Yes. You're a veteran of the rap and we didn't even know it. Yes, yeah, so yes, it was back when I believe we were highlighting um, our heartbeat recording program. Which oh, is- yes. And that was a great episode. That was yeah, awesome. So I guess another plug, if that's still on the wrap, feel free to check that one out. That was, I think, back in, oh my goodness, 2017, 2018. Yeah, that was the olden days. That was before COVID. So it's like yeah. everyone's brain sort of has changed since then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I am anyways, very happy to be back and um, appreciate being alongside both of you. And thank you to all who tuned in today. I'm really excited to share more. That's awesome. Now, first, can you explain what music therapy is in a hospital setting and how it helps our pediatric patients? Of course. So um, the nuts and bolts of music therapy is really how our music therapists use music to address non-musical goals. So we work um, primarily in our children's and women's um, hospital. And really um, what you'll see a music therapist do and what that very simple definition means is um, we will address goals like pain management, self-expression for our patients, positive coping, caregiver bonding. We are there for bereavement and end-of-life support um, and really just helping to normalize that hospital environment. You will often see a music therapist with a guitar or a ukulele or a bag of instruments in hand to help us address a lot of these goals. Um, And a lot of our sessions include live music, which is really important um, because we're able to tailor live music to help fit whatever goal we're we're working on at that time. Um, And that's just very simply, um, you know, what music therapy is, a few goals that we address. And our music therapists are wonderful. Um, They are all uh, trained to provide these different music therapy interventions to address these goals. And I'm sure I'll share some examples here um, as we go on through the podcast. That's awesome. Um, So I know this is kind of a trick question because every day is different, but what does a typical day look like for a music therapist at Mott? Yeah, so that's actually one reason I really love being a pediatric music therapist is Kylie, my days are so different every single day and I love it. But um, we have patients, our team sees sees primarily inpatients, but that doesn't mean that we do not see outpatients. Um, But um, to give the listeners a, a overview, we are primarily stationed like within the inpatient units of children's and women's. Um, but we uh, are super honored to do what we do because we do music all day. So a typical day for me 
could be a pain session, a pain management session using live music to help a patient through a pain crisis. Music therapy is a wonderful form of non-pharmacological pain management. From there, I could jump down to our NICU where one of our music therapists also works. And in our NICU, we use music to help with um, infant growth and development, tolerance to stimulation, um, caregiver bonding and support. So oftentimes those sessions look like um, singing to our infants and helping them grow and develop, but also engaging the parents and caregivers in sessions um, to create positive memories for those babies. And then maybe we'll jump up to our hematology oncology unit where one of our other music therapists work. And on that unit, a lot of um, songwriting happens of just really processing with our patients what their hospital stays are like, or maybe just processing a new diagnosis. Um, Songwriting is a great outlet for self-expression, a great outlet for promoting self-esteem um, and things of that nature. So songwriting could be another example. And then maybe we jump up to our cardiology unit where we're teaching a patient an instrument to promote positive coping, um, moving, um, motor movements, learning an instrument's a great way to get the brain reactivated um, and learning um, different instruments. Um, it also is a great positive coping skill and strategy. Um, and then, you know, maybe we jump up to our general floor and we're working with a patient with cystic fibrosis and just simply singing in music um, can really help address um, lungs and different physical functions. Again, getting patients moving and using music as that positive self-expression and motivator um, to, to be a part of their healthcare journey. So that is a typical um, day, Kylie, and I definitely didn't hit all of the units right. nor all interventions that we do, but just to give a snapshot, that's, that's a little bit of an overview. So that's all that you do, you know, obviously not the full list, but that's a lot of what you guys do. What would be some of what you don't do? What are some of the misperceptions that, that might be out there about music therapy? Thank you for asking this question. I would say the biggest, there's two. Um, I'll take a little bit of a twist on my second answer of that question. But the biggest thing I would say is we are not volunteers. That's like our biggest um, thing that we will get on the floors. And, you know, we are super honored that we do have volunteers that are musical and, you know, that might happen in locations of our hospital. Um, but we are trained to do what we do. Um, so I would say that's a common misconception or something that somebody would say to us, um, something we don't do. We, Everything we do with music is very intentional. Um, and then I would say, you know, Daniel, a little bit of a different twist, but a common misconception of music therapy is that patients and families have to be musical in order to participate. And that's really not the case. So I would say that's also another common misconception for referrals is sometimes our medical staff think that a patient has to play the piano or has to enjoy singing in order to participate and really music therapy is available and open to anybody and um, we're integrated into that healthcare team. But I would say that is a, is a common misconception and something that we do do. Um, but, you know, it's good to always talk about. Great. Um, so uh, this was one of my favorite days at work that we've had recently, which was the grand opening of Sophie's Place. But for our listeners who don't know what Sophie's Place is, can you share a little bit about it and why this is so exciting for us to have at Mott and Von Voigtlander? Yes, it was a magical day, August 3rd, a day we will never forget, Kylie. But yes. uh, <laughs> 
attended our grand opening of Sophie's Place, which is a dedicated music therapy studio within CS Mott Children's Hospital in Von Voigtlander. Um, it is located on the third floor, right kind of off the radiology um, waiting room. And it is a space that is dedicated, like I mentioned, just for music therapy and celebrating music and everything that I just mentioned that happens bedside, we're able to elevate by having a dedicated space here. Um, for those that might not know um, what's inside of Sophie's Place, if you are looking at me right now, you'll see records on our ceiling. So I'm in one of our our small group spaces, one of our clinic spaces where um, we will host um, sessions for, with patients, um, doing a lot of the interventions that I mentioned. Um, we also have a larger group space where we broadcast and we do have virtual programming available for our patients who can't come down to this space, including story time, name that tune, song of the day as just different examples. Um, and then our final room within the space, which arguably I think is the coolest, is our state-of-the-art recording studio, where we have patients come down and record their own music, covers of music, make music videos, um, all different interventions that help with a lot of the goals I addressed, but really the positive memories um, that we're able to provide for patients um, with their hospitalization and also for caregivers to see sometimes their child engaging and smiling for the first time in a long time has been the beauty of having a dedicated space. That is Sophie's Place. So in a nutshell, that is it. We are the sixth in the nation, the first um, within a children's hospital listed um, within the top 10 from US News Report and the first in the Midwest and only in Michigan. So really amazing opportunities. Yeah. I was just gonna say, if you haven't stopped by there, um, it, it is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a beautiful space. So um, definitely don't want <laughs> don't want everybody to flood Meredith's office, but it's so, it's so beautiful to just peek through the windows and check it out. The millions yeah. of rap listeners are gonna show yes. up in, in force. <laughs> Well, for those who are listening who weren't able to make our grand opening events week, please, you know, feel free to reach out to Daniel, Kylie, or myself. And, um, you know, we would be happy to welcome you all into, into the inside of the space. But yes, if you're walking and want to peer in, we, we welcome those, those visits as well, too. <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to do that next time I'm out. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm really excited. So I yeah. was going to ask you sort of what are some of the coolest features? And I know that you've sort of walked us through a little bit of that. So I'm going to change that a little bit. What are the features that you personally are most excited about? So I will tell you, just since our grand opening and having patients down to this space, um, it has been more than I think myself or the music therapy team could have ever dreamed of having the patients use the space. It has been that is like what I feel like has been most meaningful and what has been the most beautiful part. And yes, I know I'm shying away from a lot of our equipment and instruments and things that are really neat and really cool down here. And again, if you want to stop by and take a look at, at some of our, you know, amazing design elements and things like that, that is, you know, definitely something that's important to this space. But what we've been able to provide to these patients and families has exceeded all expectations. I'm so proud of the team, the music therapists and what they're doing um, has been just such a deep impact in the short amount of time we, we have been open. So I am just super humbled to share that that is my answer. And I look forward to, you know, the future and what we're able to provide. So could you share a little bit about why it's called Sophie's Place? You know, what's the background of Sophie's Place, um, the multiple studios now that we're the sixth? And then what helped, um, what or who helped this project come to fruition in the end? 
Yeah. So Sophie is unfortunately no longer with us. She was 17 years old when she tragically passed away. Um, Sophie and her family are actually originally from Utah. So the very first Sophie's place is in Primary Children's Hospital out in Utah, and they will actually be celebrating their 10th anniversary next year. Um, so uh, her Sophie's parents, along with the Forever Young Foundation, which is um, Steve Young, if anybody is a football fan, um, it is his foundation. They partnered together to construct and build these music therapy dedicated spaces in children's hospitals because Sophie had a passion for music and songwriting herself. And also at the time of her passing was volunteering with the music therapy program out at Primary Children's. Um, so she is really the root and reason we are all here um, today celebrating her legacy and love for music. And um, we are able to translate that into, you know, our Sophie's Place being um, here at Mott. Um, so how it came to be at Mott is also an amazing story and that it has been rooted in patients and families since day one. So um, the Allen family um, is a family that really spearheaded this and they um, heard about and knew of Sophie's Place and they brought it to um, us nearly a decade ago and thought about this idea. And we um, were so thankful for senior leaders from nearly a decade ago all the way through today who believed in the mission of the space and what music therapy can provide to patients and families and the belief in what our, our team was doing at that time. And, you know, fast forward 10 years, um, now uh, to, to be here and to give us you know, a dedicated space um, to start the construction process and, and everything that goes into planning something for nearly 10 years. So, um, so that in a nutshell truly is how, you know, who Sophie was, how it started, how it came to be. And um, I just really love that that's our story here at Mott is that it was driven from patients and families and that has remained at the root of um, what our mission is here for music therapy in Sophie's Place. I love that so much. I know actually how much work has gone into it because when we recorded that Heartbeat uh, podcast many years ago, pre-COVID times, you had actually mentioned that this was in the works. And now how many years later is it? And it's finally open. And I'm so excited for you, your staff, and for all the patients and families who will be able to use it at Mott. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I will just give a shout out to any team that was involved in the 10 years. Um, you know, of course, the music therapy team and child life department, but there were many other key stakeholders. So any rap listeners, if you are part of this supporting it in any way, we're just so thankful for you. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, for giving us the inside scoop on Sophie's Place. Now, your work here isn't quite done. Every week we ask guests to participate in the lightning round when we ask them four quick fire questions. So are you ready to go? I think so. <laughs> All right, I'll throw you the first question here first. Do you use your musical skills outside of work in any way? That's a great question. Um, uh, yes, I do, but I am not um, a performer by any means. So I write music for myself at home. But I will say if any rap listeners are interested, some of our teammates do um, community performances outside of work. So wow. if anybody's ever interested in learning what some of our team is doing out in the community, please let me know. That's incredible. All right. Now, if you weren't a music therapist, what would you want to be doing for your career? So it's really funny. Um, I actually feel like I'd be a wedding planner. Like I love planning events, which is funny, Kylie, just given our like most recent grand opening day, yes. but I think I would be a wedding planner. That's like what I think I would do. Very different, but I think that's what I would do. Yeah. You go from like the, I feel like music therapy is like relaxation and kind of, you know, like getting your 
working on your stress to a wedding planner, which is super stress. So yeah, like the most stressful thing on the planet is planning I, a wedding. This is what I I've decided. I, I know I sound silly, but I love planning things. Like I'm just a type A person. I love like planning family gatherings, friends, things, hosting. <laughs> so like, I think I would potentially excel. So shout out to all the wedding planners out there. Cause I'm sure it's a lot of work that I don't know, but if I had to dream, that would be it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, speaking of relaxation then, um, earlier this week was national relaxation day. So what is your favorite way to relax? Besides planning um, weddings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that. Um, I, my favorite way to relax, I actually really am a huge advocate for going up north. It's my favorite place. Um, I love being on the lake. I love spending time with my husband and my two-year-old golden retriever, who is sometimes not relaxing, but you will find me in my element of restoring, recharging, relaxing, like with those two and, and a lake up north. All right, now I swear I didn't know what your answer was when I wrote this fourth question. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world and costs weren't an issue, where would you go? So Hawaii is my favorite place on the planet. So I would guess I would say I would go back to Hawaii. Um, if I had to choose somewhere I had never been before, I would definitely go to Ireland. Well, thank you, Meredith, for joining us today. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Sophie's Place, including checking out um, a really nice photo gallery of the studio and all of the incredible spaces within Sophie's Place that we chatted about today, you can go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right. And while you're there, you can check out other featured stories from this week. For instance, there was a look back at Research Palooza, which was held at Michigan Medicine for the first time since the pandemic began. And there was a look ahead to student move-in, which will take place on campus next week. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. Um, okay, Dan, so we talked a lot about music in this episode, and I'm wondering, do you play any musical instruments or have any musical talents you'd like to share with the rap <laughs> listeners today? Well, no, I, I don't think the rap listeners would want me to share my musical talents, if you call it that. So no, I don't have any musical talents now. I have played a few instruments in my life. Um, one of the reasons for that is um, back when I was in college, my girlfriend at the time and now my wife, uh, she's actually a music performer. She plays the harp. Um, and as part of her degree, she needed to teach an adult with no musical background <laughs> how to play the harp. So for about six months, uh, I learned how to play the harp. And it was like a small little, uh, you know, one of the smaller harps. Um, I wouldn't say I was talented at it, though I think the argument was that my practice regimen was not as stringent as it needed to be, um, but we survived those interactions and we are now married. Um, so I, she has all the musical talent in the family. What about you, Kylie? Um, no, nobody would like to hear me sing. In fact, my son has once told me when I was, when he was a toddler that, and I was singing him lullabies, like mom stop, stop singing so um <laughs> that's no. bad when and, your toddler is telling you to stop singing yeah I'm not that's not my area of expertise so we will leave that to Meredith and <laughs> Meredith's team <laughs> so if you see me do not ask me to sing for you yes we won't have any patients uh bring you into their room to sing <laughs> no we're all about healing here right <laughs> <laughs> sounds good all right it's time for the weekly trivia contest Last episode, we asked listeners, what does the acronym BASE stand for when discussing the organization's strategic priorities? And the answer is belonging and inclusion, 
access, safety and quality, and experience. Congratulations to Taylor Hautala, a research area specialist in the Injury Prevention Center who sent in the correct answer. Taylor, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Kylie. This week's question is, how many offices and labs were represented at this year's Research Palooza celebration? Once again, how many offices and labs were represented at this year's Research Palooza celebration? You can find the answer in this week's headline story. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much, Meredith, for joining us today. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.